Hi, I'm Austin Ertham. And I'm Taylor Patton. Welcome to Kitchen Table Podcast. We're here to motivate, educate, and relate to you guys, sharing our stories, helping you get 1% better in all areas of your life. Welcome to episode number 66? 66. All right. 66. 66. Season four. Uh, A couple of news points here. We sent out a uh, Substack newsletter. We're starting to add to our series of, I guess, posts. Want to get our word out there? If you guys would like to join the email list, we'll put it in the description below. I gotta make sure I remember to do that. Um, otherwise, it's always gonna be on our Instagrams, that kind of stuff. Uh, if you want to see what's upcoming in the pod, what we've talked about lately, um, if you couldn't catch an episode, there'd be a nice summary in there for you. Uh, and again, we always take feedback on what we're doing well, what we need to do a little bit better. Uh, so appreciate you guys' feedback um, and time and energy invested into uh, this podcast. Another news, this week we're going to be talking about a lot of jumbo schmumbo. I don't even know what the what word you, is. I was like, what do you mean by that? Just a lot of, so I texted Taylor on, uh, I don't know, I don't know, four or five days ago, I don't remember the exact day, maybe Thursday, Wednesday of last week and said, hey, we should just talk about what we've learned this week and throw it into what we've talked about the last few weeks of the podcast. Um, I started reading a new book, went to California, came back, Taylor's had some reflection questions. So there's just a lot of stuff that it all kind of runs together. Um, that's something that personally I'm working on is making it not just run together and try to flow a little, little bit better. So we're going to see how that goes today so I can improve my speaking ability and hopefully give you guys some better content and bring some more value to you. So starting off, you got any quotes this week? I don't have a quote actually. I don't think. Okay. And I, don't, I didn't write one down either. I didn't. I didn't see any <laughs> crazy quotes. I got a lot of. Uh, oh, I do have oh. a quote actually. Uh, you. Okay. Well, I, you might have posted actually. Maybe it was on the kitchen table. Um. Anyways, if you're not willing to change your lifestyle for one year to have a lifestyle you want forever, then you care too much what people think. That's by Jim Carrey. And I think that's really relatable to my life because I changed my lifestyle totally for the next year or so. Yeah. Um, and I keep telling myself, we just got to get through this point and then we're good to go. Um, and it's a good thing to go through because you learn both sides of the spectrum, I think. And it really shows that you know yourself best. And again, who cares what other people think? They're not in your shoes. So take the advice with a grain of salt. It's great to take advice, but also they got to be in your shoes to know what's going on. So I think that just really related to me. Um, and to conquer thyself is the hardest thing in life. Yeah. I think going through experiences is the best way to do that. Yeah. In a variety I mean, of ways. I guess I did send you that. I was like, I really like the word self-conquered. Yeah. And that like, I think it's just a journey to continue to like, exactly what you said, like conquer yourself. Yeah. And that's something... One of your questions, ask me, ask me the second question. Ask me your two questions that we discussed. <laughs> Because it, it's going to all yeah. flow in this. And I think it's good for the, the viewers to think yeah, about Yeah, my first question I, I just have, I was thinking about, like, what are, like, three things you can't live without? And so I would go back to the priorities in life. Where are your priorities right now? Yeah. So just in general, I think your priorities should always have values attached to it. Because mm-hmm. if you don't have your values, then what are you doing, you know? you got to be true to yourself, and that also helps with conquering yourself. So the first thing I can't live without is my faith. So in my sports psychology class, we're learning about how faith gives a lot of athletes 
uh, well, one, you have a platform as an athlete, so it helps to spread the gospel, which is great, right? Mm. I think that also faith gives you, takes the pressure off you, and it also gives you something to hope for. The whole point of faith is to hope, right? Because you don't know what's going to happen in the future, but if you have faith, it takes kind of the weight off your shoulders and gives you something to look forward to. Yeah. Um, or gives you something to, I guess, to live for, if that makes sense. Um, and helps you. I also think it helps you to find your purpose. So without your faith, to me, I always say if you don't have a faith, that's okay. I don't have a problem with that. But I don't think you're going to be as fulfilled if you didn't, ha- if you did have a faith. And I always told that mm-hmm. to Steph before she was um, in, like, inverted or converted, I guess what I'm looking for, converted into the faith. And she's like, yeah, I finally understand. We were, I don't know, we were, we were on our honeymoon and she said that. She's like, I finally understand what you meant by there's a part of me missing that when I have the faith, like something's added to my life. Um, and that was a big, that was a big like, wow, like this is fruitfulness coming back. So I think that was, that is, that is the number one thing I have to have in my life. Number two, got to have relationships. My brother and I, I went home last weekend because uh, my cousin got his 100 win in wrestling for his career. And uh, my mom's birthday was also this coming, well, this past week now. Uh, so I went home for a day um, when I got back from California. <laughs> literally went straight there. And then uh, we were talking, my brother and I were talking in the car. And he's like, yeah, relationships matter a lot more to me than they did in high school. I was like, yeah, that's just part of growing up and getting some more wisdom. That In the end, you always need those relationships, whether you're looking for a business opportunity, whether you're looking for a friend, whether you need to talk to somebody. Um, all those I think are important. And we all crave, humans crave love and attention, right? Um, yeah. So I think I, I'm definitely in that boat. I used to push people away for relationships. And now that's, that's where I'm living, where I'm living, because my best friends are here. And that makes, that plays a huge role. Otherwise, I would have moved by now. Um, and number three, I think I always need a, a goal. This is a little outside the box, maybe. I always need a goal, something to push myself, something to challenge myself to get towards because then I have something to work for and have a reason to do what I'm doing. Whether that's a full-on purpose, whether that's a uh, tidbit I want to learn, like I want to learn survivor skills and I want to learn sign language. So the other day I was bored, I just looked up survivor skill stuff. Um, So like little goals or obviously big goals need to work towards and I need to get better at not having outcomes, but having process day to day. And we can get to that later. Those are three things I have to have in my life. I think your turn. (laughs) Mine and mine aren't in order. I guess mine, I just said the gym, my phone and relationships. Phone. I didn't think about that. That's a good one. And then I just, and again, those are like all, I think all the things we said, like, I guess anything in life, but you can get like, are all used as tools and that like, it's a, it sounds very like condescending, like saying a phone, but like it also connects you to the world. Yeah. It would be hard to have without your phone. So apparently, apparently liver King doesn't, when you go to liver King's house, they don't use cell phones. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I don't remember where I saw this, but he talked about it. He's, he's so primal. Man. Yeah. And his like internet is like weird. Like they shut off their internet and something like that. Really? Yeah. I didn't know that. <clears throat> but that man really lives a lifestyle. Like, yeah, he's, he's full go on it. 
I, he's, it's, it looks awesome. I don't know. Nah, again, I don't know the ins and outs of it actually, but from I guess social media standpoint, it. Yeah. I honestly think the reason I would need my phone is because everybody else has their phone and it's hard to be, you get the FOMO if you're missing yeah. out on it. Yeah. But if nobody had it, just like if money wasn't a thing, nobody would worry about it. Yeah. So I think, I don't know, phone phone's a hard one because you really do need it, especially in today's world. But if nobody else had it, I think it would be a lot easier to say, I don't need this, you know. Or like yeah. you just be, fully convert, it'd be it'd be fine. Yeah, save you a lot of money every month. You know, you don't have to have internet. You don't have to, have to pay your phone bill. I mean, <laughs> right? Uh, yeah. I mean, everything's a lot easier to live without if not everyone has it. Yeah, I would agree. Good point. Uh, just going to the next question. Then what what gets you excited about life? Uh, this is this is what I'm talking about. Like you got to how you said you got to conquer thyself yeah self-conquered i think that is the hardest thing to do in life and i think that when you, whatever purpose or message you're trying to share to others you have to be able to have a backbone for yourself in order to not be a hypocrite about it and i think we're all hypocrites and yeah. we all fail absolutely uh and then to to speak about it i just think isn't right so what keeps me going in life is right now specifically is how can I be my best self? All right? So how can I keep my recovery high? How can I get stronger and only focus on a few things at a time, right? So right now I'm just trying to focus on getting stronger. Again, talk about my hip all the time. I'm literally yeah. trying to kill my hip right now. Just see if it can with, withstand it. Right. Mm -hmm. And we're getting better and we're doing uh, shout out to Tom Miller. Uh, he's an athletic trainer when I was at UNI. He's doing some uh, personal training in Colorado now. I literally just asked him, like, hey, what can I do to, like, fix this problem? And he gave me some exercises. And fingers crossed, but right now my hip feels way better than it has in eight months. Hmm. And I, some of it's probably the exercises. So appreciate his help on that. Um, but if you can conquer thyself, if you can get stronger in this area, if you can – challenge yourself how can my wife and i have a stronger relationship how can we communicate better how can we get sleep how can we do everything right over and over and over and build on that mm -hmm. and then that gets you closer like i was thinking yesterday i was like you know what i've always been active like i need to be part of my purpose is i got to be moving i got to be doing something that's always who i've been okay so that's me all right so next step we okay here's where the I just see this is where I got to get better because it's all mumble jumbo again. I've been really big on purpose, right? So purpose has always driven me, but I want to get better at conquering thyself by a process. And this also goes with the book I'm reading a process, not the outcome. Cause I got in this huge discussion with my family when I was at home and you don't need to know the backlog of it. All you need to know is we talked about purpose and how at my first teaching job, I didn't put extra effort in. I didn't give the so-called 100% effort because I said it's impossible to give 100% effort all day, every day. That's why it's we're talking consistency and intensity again. Like That's why it's important to have intensity over consistency because at some point you're going to be burned out. But I said in a real world, you need both, right? So I was like, 
my uncle was like, they, the kids deserve your attention while they're in school. And I agree they do, but I will give them attention. I will teach them and give them what they need to be great in the classroom or outside of the classroom. But my thing is if I'm truly giving a hundred percent, I'm going to be less than planning after school. Whereas I just go to the POC and I just agree with it because I think the standards are dumb anyways. And people who make the standards don't, aren't even teachers. So how would they know? I think we need to be teaching life lessons, not science lessons. So how can we critically think? How can we solve problems? How can we work in groups that we don't like? How can we meet a deadline? All that kind of stuff, right? Right. And we're out here, yeah, let's do this lab so they learn about genetic diversity. Okay, great, but your doctor's gonna tell you any genetic diversity thing you need to know, unless, you're, unless you are a genetic scientist, right? So that's maybe one person out of every two years you teach. So if that one person is interested, hopefully they come to you and you can give them some extra stuff and help them out. But my point was, I'm not going to be lesson planning after school. I'm going to go work out. And then people are saying that's selfish. And what are you doing for the world, right? Well, it's selfish on the front end, but I believe your purpose should be entwined, intertwined with your occupation, right? You shouldn't be wasting eight hours a day. And maybe the relationships at school help you with the purpose and you can motivate. Like, I think my purpose is somewhat to motivate, but how can I spend eight hours on it, not two hours on it and go work out? So everybody's like, oh, sports doesn't really help you gain anything. We talked about Tom Brady and how his, his purpose, I was like, Tom Brady's purpose was to like be the Super Bowl champion, whatever, play this long. That's part of his purpose. And my family's like, okay, well, how does that get people closer to heaven? Well, on the front end, it looks like, okay, he, his marriage got ruined because of it. And I don't think it was worth his marriage, but he did all this for so long and he motivated so many people. People like athletes don't bring anything to the world. Yeah. They bring a lot of motivation. They have a Tom Brady, they said worked at an animal shelter every day on every week on his day off. That's not, that's part of his purpose possibly, but it's not all we see him is on the field and we don't, we're just judging him if he's okay, not okay, great, not great, whatever it is. But we don't know internally what he's actually dealing with. And it looks like he's selfish because he left his family and wanted to do more football, right? It's all about football. It's about me. But maybe not. Maybe that part of his purpose, like, I want to do sports. I want to do whatever that looks selfishly. I want to go work out. That's selfishly. But I have to take care of myself before I can take care of others, one. And two, after playing football, after doing whatever he does, he has financial security. He has a new job. He can... He can provide back to the world at a greater extent. So in the end, it's he's doing it selfishly to give unselfishly for his purpose. Does that make sense? So he's he looks like it's bad, but really he's doing it for others because he's got to conquer his goals and aspirations. And dad's like, if you want if you want a Super Bowl, you're at the top, you're done. What else is there to gain? No, you want to be the greatest ever. Okay, why? What's the purpose of being the greatest ever? Because you have to conquer thyself and understand who you are as a person. And that's a lifelong commitment. And after you can do that on the way, you learn and you express that to others. And once you get to like, I call it crossing over the, the hump, once you get over that hump, then you can really start to give back. And that's when you start making a lot of progress. And that's what makes me excited right now. Cause I don't know where my life is going, but I have like, if I do things right and I have a process instead of thinking, yeah, I want to be a professional athlete. I want to be a motivational speaker. Just, I want to have my own business. Think about the end goal. 
okay, how can I get stronger today? Not, not, I have to be at this level to reach whatever CrossFit <clears throat> professional athlete. I need to be able to hit that number. No. Can I beat the number that I had last week? Right. That's yeah. what I'm trying to think about. How can I learn today to make me better tomorrow? And over time, that consistency will really show up. So I got to change my, my way of thinking to make it be a little more process and truly believe that process, not just think, yeah, I'm, I'm working on it, but I still got to hit this number. And don't, don't worry about the number. Just be the best you can and good things will happen. That's what makes me excited. Thank you for coming to my <laughs> TED Talk. Eight uh, minutes. Yeah, I was like, that's quite a roundabout way. Yeah, see, I'm just, I, I said it was going to all be jumbled together, I, but I was yeah. trying to trying to get it out. When it, when it comes to school and everything, like, I in who you are as a person, I really think, like, you have really good boundaries around yourself. You talking to me personally? Or? Yeah. Okay. And that, like, I'm just saying, like, outside, like, outside in, like, a lot of people have bad boundaries. Mm-hmm. And that within with themselves, and then saying like, uh, if someone like has you to come in early to work or stay late, like kind of like how you're talking about for school, you're like, no, I'm done. At, my time is up at three forty five, and that I'll meet at school hours between blah, and yeah, blank and blank. And I think that's where like people get upset is because as they they don't have good boundaries for themselves, or they don't see the value that you that you have going on outside of that. Mm-hmm. And so that's where I think a lot of people like need to like work like work on because and i there's there's also a lot of time people waste during the day like our, yeah. some of our um, meetings we have an hour meeting that could be 15 minutes in my opinion yeah, yeah. i'm and, also really bad at wasting if it, if i don't have stuff to do like if i have like places to be i'm really bad at wasting see time. I'm just like I, that's where i'm not because i'm just like yeah, what I can know. i do to get better okay i'll look up something i'll look up Okay, what's a Spanish word I need to learn? So yeah. I'll do something. And that's what says that you have really good boundaries and like set expectations with yourself. Yeah, because if you're not yeah. getting better, you're getting worse. Yeah. I mean, not necessarily, but kind of. Is it, in a if way. you're not climbing, you're sliding. That's right. It's hard to stay stagnant unless you're eating your other person's sandwich um, on the top of the mountain. <laughs> yeah, I think there's just like a lot of things to be excited about mm-hmm. in, the, in anyone's life. And so again, I, I just asked that question because I feel like a lot of conversations I've had like with kids and like people lately have been right around like mental like health mm-hmm. and how like people are like oh, struggling with depression mm-hmm. and that and like a lot of people like look at depression as a bad thing when like depression can be really a good thing. It's like, a good time like, to reflect. Yeah. And like, okay, like what do you like what are you upset about? Like what are you like in like how are you feeling? But you also like man, you're breathing, you're alive. You yeah, don't have to be you don't have to be depressed. I like, think it really helps you find a purpose too, like, okay. Why do I feel this way? There's, it's hard to get out of the dumps, I think. But then when you do, it's like you're a totally different person. Yeah, and and so that's why I say is like when like you feel like down and that like just just reflecting on things that like make you excited about life mm-hmm. and that like I was like thinking like probably like yesterday like today like I kind of like kind of hit a wall like I was like go 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 like mm-hmm. and that like I was kind of on a different frequency like I was this is like stuff I was doing and that like. I think the work was going really good and the gym was going really good. Uh, just doing the podcast. I started filming in the gym again, like doing all that stuff. And then I don't know. I just feel like I hit a wall and that I think because I did something out of the ordinary mm-hmm. we wait one, have a day off <laughs> and that where like I had nothing planned 
and that like even like the last week that I had like more days off, I saw like things planned. Like I think yeah. I was going home, and then uh, I was still doing things during the day with people, or like had like meetings and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, where like last two days I don't had anything, and then I couldn't sleep one night, and I was like, and I was like, oh, I need to get up so I can go do this, this, and kind of, like had a schedule. Yeah. So I took melatonin, and yeah, I didn't, I didn't, wait, I didn't get out of bed until like ten thirty. I guess felt droggy and like. Yeah. And so I was like, what the heck? Uh so yeah, so again, it's like I don't know where I was going with that, but I was I think it's it's just weird it's weird to feel that way. And like the last two days it's weird to feel this way. Like yeah, I think not I don't want to say like pushing forward, but like not moving forward. Yeah, I've had those feelings a couple of times where it's like I think you really have to reflect and one of the things I learned this week is you have to ask yourself, are you asking, you have to ask yourself if you're asking yourself or you're going in the right direction. Am I asking myself the right questions? Am I contemplating the right thing? So like if you're, yeah. if you're doing nothing, okay, why am I doing nothing? Okay, I needed a break. Okay, well, what does a break look like? Yeah. A lot of people think that we're just use the gyms. That's what we use all the time. A break, a break in the gym might not be okay, I sit at home and do nothing. A break in the gym might be, okay, instead of running for 30 minutes, I go to the gym and I walk for 15 minutes and then I do the the rower for 10 minutes at an easy pace, you know, like an easy day, not a not a hard workout day, but you're doing something. So yeah. it seems like that routine is normal. But I also think it's good for us to get out of our routine and be adaptive because then you're just more well-rounded in life as well. But I think it's important to ask yourself, Am I asking myself the right questions? And why do I feel this way? What what am I what am I trying to reach right now? And then how is the process to get there? There's also something you said earlier when we were talking about school and stuff. Oh, back to the hundred percent thing. With school, yeah, I leave at like 345 or whatever, because I'm gonna do my own thing. But still during school, it's a good teacher, it has to, it takes to be really good at something takes all your time and effort, right? Mm. That's why people aren't good at 15 things. Yeah. Okay. If you really, if you're in the top percent of yourself or in the world, really doing your full potential again, it's, it's nearly impossible to reach your full potential. Yeah. But if you're a really good teacher, you're mm. not gonna spend 40 hours a week. You're spending at least 60 hours a week on it after school. Cause you would, you have 30 kids in your class. You probably have kids that are in 30 different places. It's like to really give your so-called 100% your best self, you have to be putting extra time in this. So that's what I was meaning by I don't put my 100% effort into my job. I put 80% in. And But I also, one would argue, don't put 100% effort into the gym and stuff because we don't spend all day there. We do, you don't, need, do you need to spend all day to 100%? Do you spend, no, you do you need, spend all day on the football field? No, but you, you need all, to... Do you all spend all day in the shower? No, but my, all day no, my point is, okay, the intensity wise, it's hard to do. Okay, kid, kid at work, you have to restrain or something's going wrong, right? Yeah. And that, that takes energy out of you. Yeah. And then you go to the gym yeah. and you're a little bit more tired. So it's really hard. To, you give 100% of what's left, but you can't maximize it, right? Yeah. You can maximize I, I do, it for what you what you have, but you can't literally maximize your best self because you have to spend time on other things yeah that's what i'm saying so you're saying 
it's it's kind of like it's kind of like you vote with your dollar bills, but you, it's like you vote with vote with your energy. And yeah. Then, I mean, so you so you start with so much energy at the beginning of the day, and yeah. then everything that you pay attention to or give attention to takes takes a little bit of that energy. Yeah, and then you use what's left to do what you want. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. If we follow our purpose, then we should be spending a hundred percent of that energy towards that purpose, and it might be little parts of the purpose, like okay, relationships here. Um, self-conqueredness here but really that helped with relationships it might be uh faith here how can i get that out but faith is included in all of them so little little sections of your day are all towards your purpose whereas right now a lot of people go through the motions and say okay i'm doing this for others okay just because you're doing it for others it should still be part of your purpose yeah if it's not part of your purpose and it's not just genuine kindness then then what are we doing that's why i say no to everything because it's it's not worth it when people say oh, I'm doing this for others, which are you though? Yeah, it's like that's such it's such a selfish world that like very few things, very few people do things selfishly. Yeah, and that or selfishly, Un- unselfishly, yeah. yeah, unselfishly, and that just for other people, and that there's always a why behind it, and it's not a bad thing. Like that's not a bad thing. But yeah, but I think, always but, but if you're trying to get something in return. My opinion, they're, they're you're you're just you're waste you're better off saying no and doing something different. Or maybe that's what maybe that's what they want to do. If that's what they want to do, then hey, that, that's awesome. But I feel like they're not they're not conquering. I feel like they're not fulfilling their purpose. They're attempting to fill others, but they have a void still. There's like a hole. So they're just going around the hole. I feel like you can't. You want to fill the hole in and then go to the other side. Whereas they're going around the hole. I feel like. That's just my thought. Yeah, and that just goes back to like just working on yourself, conquering yourself, and that like sometimes it takes time to actually want to fill the hole, yeah, like fill the void, and that some people avoid the hole for a reason, and that yeah, due, to, we, due to past things, all that stuff. Like, and that's why we talk about mental health It's so like prominent in our world nowadays because I guess for so long everyone just said, "Suck it up, move on." Yeah. Did we did we talk about uh, self confidence last episode? We could have. Honestly, the, we, I think the, we just talked about a lot of things. The true, like it's my book right now, it's called Do Hard Things. Um, and we'll get to mental toughness in a second. But I also in my class been talking about confidence, and I'm going to write a paper this week actually on confidence versus fake confidence, and how a lot of people portray if they're loud, their ego, they really they're likely not having they're having a false sense of confidence, right? Because they're not truly a quiet ego is the best ego because you're truly confident with yourself and you're putting in that work, right? So I think mental health problems is a lot of time we get nervous. One, because we don't ask ourselves the right questions. Two, we're fearful. Or three, things are hard and we don't want to do it. And the only way to gain confidence is to put yourself out there and do it. The more times you get out of your comfort zone, the more times you're going to be okay with it. Yeah. If you never get out of your comfort zone, of course it's hard every time, right? You don't have that conversation with your boss. Mm-hmm. But if you if you have the conversation with your boss, the next time it becomes easier. Yeah. So I think having true confidence is part of the reason why we have mental health breakdowns in this country because yeah. we don't we don't attempt and, to get any better at it. Yeah. Along with confidence, Which is like, along with confidence is like we people get so used to lying to themselves. Yeah, and I think and, that's again and, false sense of self. Yeah, and yeah, exactly. So that's what I mean by that is like 
That's why we you, don't follow. We need yeah. to follow our purpose more. I think we did talk about this because I because I talked about it again before I am. No, oh, yeah. I talk about like lying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just, I, but if you didn't listen last week, so I'll explain it again. Like building self confidence just comes like by keeping promises to yourself. And that so if you're gonna work out, you're gonna go to the gym. Okay, go to the gym. And then just by stepping foot at the gym, or just by walking in, saying hello to the greeter, and then sitting there for five minutes, and then hey, you went to the gym. Mm-hmm. Okay, next day comes along. I'm gonna spend five minutes on the treadmill. That's another one for the day. You wake up in the morning, you make your bed. Yeah, makes you, you feel you, good. Too. Yeah, exactly. And so like throughout the day, you continue to stack little wins, and that and everyone can continues to stack up. So that way, when you stack all these wins together, you continue to look back, and then that continues to build self confidence. I agree. And so then when actually you confidence arise, when you need to be confident in that, eh, you don't need fake confidence. You're just confident because that's who you are. Yeah. It's, it's the easiest. And that's why we're doing the podcast this way. It's, it's easy to reflect on or be who you are. That's the best thing you can do is you're yourself and you're your true self. Um, I also think going off what you just said, going off what you just said, I think that Confidence is also, I don't know, it's a very touchy subject, but when we're going off the purpose, having confidence also helps you to do your purpose with more purpose, for lack of a better word, right? So you you can attack it a little bit more. And I was thinking how you said little wins throughout the day, right? That makes so much sense with what I'm trying to change my life into. The other day, I was watching a tennis documentary on Netflix. And one, tennis is brutal because it's just you out there and it's... I mean, there's a lot of tough things, I think, in tennis. But anyways, they asked, like, what's your biggest fear? And everybody said, like, not doing my best or uh, not conquering myself or whatever it might be that we've been talking about. Whereas when I think of, like, what's my biggest fear? My fear is failing, not making it, which that's an awful fear. Yeah. It should be, like, not, 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 not making it, if that makes sense, but not being the best that I can be. So those little goals that you talked about are so much better than thinking of the end outcome, which is where I'm working on trying to change my full thought process. Not how can I get to the top? How can I be a speaker? How can I play in the NFL? But okay, how can I make 85% instead of 83 from 50? How can I lift 300, not 290? Mm -hmm. How can I do that today? Okay, maybe my pole needs to be better. Maybe I need to get more sleep. Maybe my nutrition needs to be better. How can I get better today so that I can be my best version of myself? And then wherever that lands, something good will come out of it. Yeah. So I like, really like the little wins with the self-confidence. Yeah. And one thing is, is like your purpose is your purpose. It's no one else's. And that's so like people judging you, people are going to judge you all the time. No matter yeah. if you're doing your purpose or not doing your purpose, people are going to judge you. Yeah. I agree. And that everyone, like you're the main character in life. Everyone else is NPCs. What NPCs is not playable characters in video games, and that, and so you have no control over what they do, how they do, what they say, how they say things. They they're just there. And that's another reason we shouldn't compare too. Exactly. Because why why should I compare Can, to myself? Because comparison to is Tom Brady. Of, yeah, exactly. Comparing is like, like the thought of joy. Yeah, would, yeah, and I'm I'm not good at that. I'll be honest. Like I I'm not good at that because there's like a standard, right? And you want to hit that so-called standard. Yeah. But that standard's not Austin's standard. That's Tom Brady's standard. Two different lives, you know, two different genetics, two different ways of growing up, two different lifestyles. Exactly. So I think it, it but all. Also, like, again, like everyone's a work in progress. If you're breathing, you're broken. 
Yeah. And that, so like, like, again, I guess like going back to faith and that, like just pouring a lot into him and that, I mean, like at the end of the day, like it is what it is going to happen, how it's going to happen. So why are we fearful of how things are going to happen? Yeah. And there's another, yeah. So two things with the fear thing. One, we had some friends over the other night mm-hmm. and they're, they're having a kid that's due in the summer. Mm-hmm. And we went to their house in August and one of them wanted a kid and the other was like, not sure about it yet. So yeah. when I asked them, I was like, Hey, how do you, what changed? Cause they had to like start trying shortly after. Right. So I was like, right. what changed in your mindset that you were like, yeah, we can do this. And he said, I realized the only thing that was holding me back is that I was fearful about having a kid that I wasn't ready. And then they, right. they, they talked about it as a couple and they're like, if the only thing that is holding us back is fear, we're probably never going to be ready, right? You're never just prepared to have some a change that's that large, especially when it's your first yeah, kid, you know? Exactly. So yeah. like, there's no reason, if, if fear is our only reason to not have one, then what are we doing? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I was just like, wow, that is a great, I get goosebumps thinking about it because that's such a great growth, both as a couple, as a man. It's just... And again, God will, God will provide for them and it grows your relationship so much more. And if, and if you're had nothing else in your life to, to like so-called grow, that's an, that's a huge growth. Right. And I think some people, maybe it wasn't the time, but I think for them, it was a great time to start, start a family. And Steph and I were doing a second thing with fear. Steph and I were doing a Bible study like we do um, most Wednesday nights. And it was we're reading a book in the chosen and one of the, I don't remember if it was Luke, Matthew, Mark, or John, but it was one of the Bible verses. And it talks about how Jesus told the woman to stand up straight and that she's the daughter of Abraham. And it goes on to say how the woman, yeah, she like isn't hunched over anymore. She's allowed, she's straight. Right. And it wasn't that the fact that Jesus was talking to a woman, it was the fact that Jesus said, I called you the daughter of Abraham, meaning She's like, Jesus called me. Out of everybody in the world, Jesus called me. And it was a good reminder that Jesus calls every one of us. It's just a matter of when we're called, how we're called, and if we are listening. But Jesus will always provide for us and always call each and every one of us in our own way, in our own purpose. We just have to do our part, and we have to be looking for it. And I think a lot that goes back to the purpose thing, that goes back to the fear if we're scared, well, maybe this is what God wants us to go to. But we're too scared to take the step, and then we miss an opportunity. And God keeps pushing us. We want to keep hitting the opportunity. Beyond fear is freedom. Yeah. And then, that's where you find the best self. That's where you find your... That's a great quote. Yeah. That's where I'm writing find... it down. Beyond <laughs> fear is freedom. Yeah, it's because it's where you're, you're going to find your true self. As soon as you, as soon as you take your first step in that, in that, in that fear... It's where and it it's gained, where everything starts coming together, and it gains confidence too. Absolutely. And that's that's a way to that's, again. All this is a everything we've talked about today is a process to find your true self. That should be the name of the episode: process to find your true self. Also, uh, the book I'm reading right now um, called "Do Hard Things." It talks about four steps to do inner confidence, and we've talked about a little bit of it. De- develop the quiet ego. Trust your training in yourself. It's like what you've been through. It talks about shedding perfection. This is a good one that we can talk about. Shed perfection and embrace who you are. So earlier you talked about like not comparing yourself. Yeah. And we want to like get rid of 
the so-called image that we see from others. Right? Just be who you are. And the biggest one, this is so interesting. This goes with the process I was talking about. Lower the bar, but raise the floor. Because a lot of times we think of the outcome. We think of the end result, right? I want to be this person. Yeah. Right. Now, we're not saying lower the bar, meaning have less dreams and aspirations. We want to raise the floor, meaning, okay, this is the goal I want. How on the day-to-day do I build that self-confidence? Do I get better at overcoming my fear? How do I get to that freedom that you were just talking about? on a day to day. So I think I thought that was really good uh, wisdom, we'll say to, to really help take the next step. What else you got? I got some more we can we can go to if you want. Uh, I was just like reflecting like, things don't go ever go as planned. And that like, no matter how much like you picture perfect and have it like, overthinking like how many situations go in your head like things will never go as you plan yeah and uh i think that to, yeah you should just again life's 10 percent what happens to you 90 percent how you respond to it yeah i think you should just be okay with yep yeah, this is where i'm at yeah this is what happened okay how can i turn this in how can i turn this into a positive right yeah oh so i got i got a story for that we can go through that um so <clears throat> It goes with the whole confidence and stuff like that, too. So I was in Kansas City uh, with the Chiefs at minicamp. We had a competition who – it was just supposed to be me as the kicker there, but then they brought in another kicker, right? So it was me and this kid from Kansas. And we were there for, I don't know, five days or so. So every other day we would dec- we would kick in front of the team, and then the other person would just kick on the sideline in front of the special teams coordinator. And whoever – had the best make percentage at the end of the week would get a go in the so-called final day of competition, right? We'd get to go in front of the team to kick extra because there's an odd number of days. Um, so we went back and forth and there's the tiebreaker, but the chiefs have literally a target, like a dartboard behind the goalpost. So the tiebreaker would be who hit the dartboard the most. Okay. So one, I was totally like, we talked about stepping up to the challenge and stuff like that. Every time I kicked was so windy. It just sucked. So the first day I kicked like just in front of the special teams coach and it's so windy. So I missed a couple, but I did pretty good. And in front of the team the next day, I did awesome. I went 10 for 10, right? So we go back and forth. And then again, on my own, it's a windy day. So I missed like four kicks. I was like, crap. I was like, tomorrow is supposed to be a nice day. He's going to make all his kicks, right? So he had to make like six out of t- or seven out of 10 to beat me. And he missed, he missed five. I was like, sweet, I get it. We ended up tying in the so-called percentage. But I had uh, the day that I kicked in front of the team and went 10 for 10, I had like seven or eight just bullseyes right in the middle. So we were counting them up, and I, I beat them pretty good on the precision part of it. So I got to kick in front of the team, right? So I'm happy. I was like, yeah, I, I won the battle there. I feel good about myself. And then he, they come before come to me before practice, and they're like, Austin, you'll kick all the balls today unless you miss three in a row. And I was like, yeah, I won't miss three in a row. Thinking that, okay, it's fine, no big deal, right? And we get back to 50, I missed the first one. I was like, okay, just fix this here. Missed the second one the opposite way. 
So then I'm thinking in my head, oh crap, like this is, I, I, I can't figure this wind out, right? And I missed the third and I ended my camp like that. And he goes in, kicks 150 and made it, right? So on, from my end going at there's like, I made it, right? I didn't make it yet because I still had a whole nother day to go. And I had that false sense of confidence that, hey, I'm not going to miss this. But I didn't prepare. I didn't think about the process. In my last kick, I was thinking, okay, I can't figure this wind out. Right? I was fearful of the outcome, not thinking about the process. How can I make this? How can I make this kick? Right. And then learning from it, moving forward is okay, that was a great experience. Now I can have real self-confidence. I can build upon that. And I can shed that perfection. Embrace who I am. This is where I'm at. This is what I need to do better. It's a great learning point, I think. Yeah, absolutely. So, anyways, what what did you say before I talked about the story? I had something I don't remember. This is why you get better. Things don't go as planned. Yeah, see, I didn't go as planned. I was like, I'm gonna make all three. I'd be good to go. Things don't go as planned. You just gotta be be okay with it. It is what it is. I tried my best. Just like at the camp I went to in California, I did I did pretty well. My kickoffs didn't have a lot of height on them, but that's where I was at. My hip, I've done kickoffs three times the last 10 months. Yeah. So I was like, you know what? They were deep, but they weren't height. That's where I was right now, right? Yeah. I got to be okay with that, and I can live with that. Yeah. I can't compare myself to other people. That's that's where I was, and, and that's yeah. okay. Live and move on. Yeah. You know what I mean? Don't don't be in, yeah. stuck in it. I think that'd be a good place to end it. Roger that, Captain. Appreciate you guys listening. Uh, make sure you tune in on the 1440 on Thursday. Appreciate you. Love you. Bye.